Welcome to episode number one of, I just came up with the name not too long ago, Aussie's Overtime. Thought it had a kind of a cool ring to it, um, but we'll see what you guys kind of think about it. If you like it, sweet. If not, then uh, you know we can always change it. Um, for you guys that don't know me, uh, my name is Kyle Osterberg. I am a professional hockey player, uh, just living out the dream for as long as I possibly can, as long as humanly possible. My body isn't um, an oil rig machine, so it's slowly deteriorating, but trying to slow that curve so I can keep on playing and keep on playing the best of, the best of my ability to continue on. Um, I want to first start off by saying that this is my first podcast, and it's not going to be perfect. I know that. And hopefully you know that and recognize it. So if I do mess up, I'm sorry. It's a little weird sitting in my apartment talking to myself, just looking out the window. <laughs> Not going to lie. But we're going to have a lot of fun. I'm really excited to be doing this. Uh, it's something I've, I've kind of wanted to start um, a while ago. And the electric electricity is in the air. Um, I got my cup, cup of coffee, got my notepad. Um, and... I'm ready to get rolling. So uh, when this does come out, uh, I should post a link in either my Instagram or Facebook, or you can also just DM me um, or send a message my way, and we'll figure that out. But once I do figure out how to get it on to either Spotify or iTunes, we will be up and running. So be patient with me on that. And then, like I said a little bit earlier, when it does come out, um, I would really appreciate it if you would just give me a little bit of feedback. If you liked it, awesome. If not, then uh, I, would, I would love if you could just tell me what you would like for me to either talk about, what you'd like, um, sorry, uh, differently, um, and just any little uh, feedback that you could possibly give. Um, don't be too tough on me. Don't roast me. Um, not a professional podcaster, but... You know, hopefully someday I could be as good as uh, Whitney and Biz on uh, over on Spit and Chicklets there. So uh. now we'll just get into a little bit of a introduction slash overview of what my hockey career has been so far. Uh, grew up, born, raised in Lakeville, Minnesota. Went to the did the youth programs there from mites till freshman year high school. Fun fact was uh, I actually did five years of squirts because, I don't know, Mites was a little bit, I was a better skater than most kids, so I just went right into squirt C, then squirt C again, and then squirt B, squirt A, squirt A. So five years of squirts, uh, it was good for me. I played against guys and kids way older than me, way bigger than me. Kind of was just able to toe drag my way around everybody, which was kind of fun now looking back on it, but... So I went to Lakeville South, my uh, freshman year high school, and that's because the two Lakevilles split when I was about 10 years old. So you had Lakeville South and Lakeville North. Uh, obviously, South is on the south side of the city. 
duh. Uh, but my family's on that, on the borderline there. So I went to South, um, believe it or not. And to be truthful, I wasn't always thinking about going to South. My old man and I thought maybe going to a different high school was going to be good because at the time, uh, the head coach at Lakeville South wasn't going to give me the chance to try out and play because he never really did that with freshmen. So we were thinking about other options. St. Thomas being one of them because a lot of people went to St. Thomas from Lakeville. Um, but they didn't have financial aid for me because um, it was more of an expensive school because it's a private school. Um, they wouldn't give me any sort of discount slash money to help pay for that because um, and my family didn't have a ton of money from the begin with. So I had a great year at Lakeville South. Um, then after the season, got drafted in the Futures Draft by Omaha Lancers in the USHL, went to camp, made camp out of there. Um, then I was going to commit, committed to going there because what they had to offer um, seemed like the best choice for my career at the time. Uh, then I went to select 16s in Rochester, New York, had an unbelievable tournament. And I remember it like it was yesterday. After the All-Star game, somebody came down, grabbed me, um, brought me up to this like overview of the rink, and it was two guys in there, just them. It's kind of like a mob boss meeting or whatever. Walked in, and it was Reiners, Mirsky, and Dan Cole. Dan Cole was going to be the head coach, um, and Reiners Mirsky was like, uh, director of player development, uh, basically scouting the kids that could bring them in. Um, sat down. They offered me a spot to go to the program. And within 30 seconds, I said yes. Not even 30 seconds. I'd say five seconds. I remember that. Uh, I've always wanted to go there. That was like my lifelong goal because Jordan Schrader went there, and he was a Lakeville kid. And I, I remember watching him through Lakeville, thinking that we were kind of similar players, and he was absolutely nasty. Um so when he went there, I kind of wanted to make that my goal to go there because I looked up to him. He was a role model to me. And it, once I got that offer, there was no chance of me taking that or, or not taking it. Um, it was unbelievable. So I did two years at the program. Great two years, made some great friendships. Don't talk to nearly as much as the guys that I thought I would, but I guess it was just a mix, mixture of personalities. Uh, I mean, some guys are, a lot of guys are in the NHL, and I'm not, but whatever. Um, they're really good hockey players. That's why they're there. After that, after uh, the program, two years, I went in as a sophomore in high school, and usually you go in as a junior in high school because it's two years, and then that way you go right to college or go to your um, juniors in the O or Dub or Q. But, so I went in as a sophomore, and then did sophomore year of high school, junior year of high school there. Um, then had to finish my senior year of high school. Uh, so I was initially going to try to accelerate high school, but I had to take at least like 22 credits online through uh, some like college, high school-based campus. And I remember doing my first class online, and I wrote a paper, and I sent it in, and the professor, teacher, whatever, sent it back. And I was like, 
this isn't even close to what I was wanting. And I was like, oh boy, like I'm in one. This isn't good. So kind of just let that go. Told uh, UMD uh, I wasn't really going to do it. Just going to go to Omaha and then finish. So went to Omaha my senior year. Had a decent year. A lot of injuries. Broke my hand. Concussion. High ankle sprain. Just overall wasn't what I wanted going into that. But it is what it is. Um, then after Omaha, went to UMD for four years. Go dogs! Back to back national championships. Back to back to back Frozen Four finals appearances. Um, I was on the team that lost the national championship, unfortunately. But hey, I made it there, right? If you're gonna, if you're gonna lose, might as well lose the last game of the season. That's the way I look at it. Even though you want to win, but a heck of a run by our team and we had an unbelievable group of guys and unbelievable hockey players on that squad set, set a lot of records had had one of the f- most fun years I've ever had in my life so that was awesome um, freshman year just going a little bit more in co- college freshman year was a really good year didn't really battle too many injuries had a good time played really well our team was good didn't end up where we wanted to be but Made some good friendships, and it was a stepping stone, I think, in uh, in the right direction for UMTD, UMD to get better as a program. Um, so then it was, it was a good good year. Sophomore year, we had an unbelievable team from top to bottom. Made it to the regional final against BU, and they beat us kind of, I don't know how, I th- I thought it was a very even game. I thought we could have, we should have came out on top. But you know, hockey you can't you can't win every game, and it's really hard to win in college hockey. So we lost that. Uh, had a good year personally. wasn't the greatest, but I mean we had so many guys and kind of got put into a role that I had to accept and wasn't going to be a twenty goal scorer that season. Um, I'll get on to that in a different podcast about that, but it was a good year. Junior year was a little bit of kind of a, more a little bit of step back. Uh, broke my hand as well, or mainly fingers, but uh, fractured my hand too a little bit um, that year. I um, was out for a decent long time. Um, kind of didn't really get in a really good rhythm that year, but our team was really good. Credit to all the guys on our team. Made it back to the regional final. Uh, had a sick game against Providence, beat them. I got absolutely lit up. And when I say lit up, uh, my cage was bented into my face. Uh, I remember it. I was kind of wheeling behind the net. A guy was forcing me behind the net, and one of the guys on Providence came off the, the bench and just probably took 10 hard strides and I don't want to say my head was down but I it's like one of those things where you're cutting around the net trying to gain space or cut the guy off using the net um and then once I got on the other side whew, and I remember Andy Wolinski is right there and and I want I gave him sh- I gave him shit today because he didn't like you know step up and fight the guy but credit to uh Schman for thinking that you know we're going to get a power play out of this. Let me keep my cool and let Aussie sit there on the ground with his cage bent into his nose. But 
if you if you have a chance to look that hit up, I think it's like McPhee hits Osterberg or something. Look it up on YouTube. I get absolutely destroyed. Um, but that was good. Came back in the game. Pretty, I had a concussion. Shouldn't have done it, but I did it. Sorry, Suze, if you're listening to this, I lied to you. But it's the it's the playoffs in college hockey. You're not going to want to miss anything, right? But so then we beat Providence in overtime. Carson Kuhlman, game winner, not a big deal. Uh, Boston Bruins, Stanley Cup run guy. Uh, then we played BC, and we didn't play bad. We just didn't play to our our capability as a team, and they kind of didn't have didn't have the game we wanted or needed. So then senior year was our best year, top to bottom. Our team was outstanding. Forwards were dominant. Defense were the best D core in college hockey that season, and our goaltending was very good. Um, personally, I had, a, I, had a, I had a good bounce back year for me. Um, kind of got back to the way I was playing. Um, played really, really good up until Christmas. Then Christmas, things got kind of juggled around and lost my rhythm a little bit, but then I still finished the season pretty well, but... It was more the thing that our team was playing so well and we were having so much fun that the individual success was more based on and ha- I was more happy that our team was winning and we were having fun doing that. And obviously going to the Frozen Four, that's a, the coolest experience out of all, other than maybe winning a gold medal at the U18 World Championships, but the, the spotlight, the stage of that tournament and... All that is unbelievable. So, and then, so two years ago, so after my collegiate career, I went to Norway in Sparta, Sarpsburg. Had a really good season. Um, great first season pro hockey, great first season in Europe. Had some really good teammates, really good friends that I made on the team, and personally had a really good season, you know, kind of gained a lot of confidence that, that year, um, handling the puck, skating, making plays, doing all those little things that I kind of grew up doing and being able to do it um, at a at a pretty high level, so that was fun. Last year, I was in Sweden and Carl's Corona. Um, wasn't the year I was expecting. I still had a pretty good season. I played, I played really, really well, I thought. Every single game, I was very consistent. The points may not have shown for it, but I thought every every night I was a difference maker, which is I think a little bit more important to me. If if I'm making plays and I'm doing things right, then then I still get the looks, even though I'm not on the score sheet every night. Um, the only bad thing about last year is I battled some tough injuries. Uh, beginning of the season, I messed up my ankle playing paintball in Finland as a team bonding thing. Pfft, whatever, came back, uh, then got smoked. Uh, one game concussion is my six now, so uh, I'm I'm really tar- starting to take concussions really seriously because I I don't know you have to you, you know you hear all these stories about the CTE and people having really tough times and going into such dark places with that. So luckily I haven't hit that stage, but I'm really watching myself now. So then uh, I had the concussion, then I tore my MCL, and that was kind of the low of lows. Um, the good thing was it wasn't the ACL, so I got off the hook on that. Bad thing was is I was out for t- 
two, two and a half months. And, and that's really bad because no team wants a guy with a torn ligament in his knee. So, and then now this year, trying to have a bounce back year. I'm ready. Really excited. Um, got a great opportunity. People that believe in me and in a good spot here in Germany. Um, it's one of the years that I came here prepared. I'm ready to get shit going. I'm ready to show everybody what I can do and play to my best ability. So that's a little bit rundown of my hockey career. Um, if you guys leave feedback, I can go more into things like that later. Um, but for right now, I'll just leave the little background. I will like to go into a little bit more um, smaller details and every step of my career for guys, younger guys who are listening who are going to be at that um, step in hockey or going to want to try um, and just listen to kind of what, what I have to offer them. But for other people, it's just a little bit background of what I've done and am doing as a hockey player. So uh, next thing I want to go into is uh, just a couple points and things I want to talk about for, like I said, the younger guys listening to me on this podcast. Um, it's, it's things that I've picked up along the years of being a, a hockey player and a person that um, I think a, you should just focus on, and B, you should implement in your life to get the best out of what you can give to not only yourself, but to others. Um, so with, with that being said, um, the first topic um, I want to talk about is your work ethic. It's so cliche to say, always give 100%, but honestly, it is the one of the biggest important things if you're if you're given a half-ass effort it not only goes noticed or unnoticed but you're not doing any yourself any good um and you got nothing to hold it back for even if it's in hockey if it's in life schoolwork brushing your teeth if if you're given a hundred percent you're giving your all you got you're, you're gonna get so much more out of it and so much more for yourself and even for others than if you're just going to go into it half-ass and lackadaisical. But the second point about the work ethic, um, other than giving 100%, um, you can always give more. No matter what you're feeling, your body might be fatigued, you, you might be sick, you might be battling some mental stuff, you always, always, always can give more. Um, a prime example is I saw it on a, a video the um, a couple years ago. There is a is a football video. This coach blindfolded his um, player, and uh, one of the one of the players is like doing a, a bear crawl or whatever, and the other player has to get on his back. And all these guys without the blindfold can only go twenty yards, because then they get tired and then they give up. The coach blindfolds a kid and with him the whole way, just keeps on pushing him, pushing him, pushing him, tell him to keep on going. If you guys want to look, watch the video. Just, I don't know what to search, but the point of the, the point of the video is that the kid's not looking and he might be getting tired, but he doesn't know where he's at. Obviously, in a lot of times in life, you're going to know where you're at, but you can always give more. So this kid thinks he can only get 20 yards. 
But 45 seconds later, the coach is yelling at him, Brock, keep on going, keep on going, keep on going. Give me 100% all the way. And then the coach finally just says, now you can rest. And the kid is absolutely worn out. He's beat. Looks like he can't even stand up. But guess where he went? He went from end zone to end zone. And that's just one of those things where you, you, you can give everything you possibly can and more if you not only believe in yourself, but you fight through whatever you're fighting. Whatever that is, is that's wanting to hold you back. Most, most of the time it's mental, but sometimes it's fatigue. Um, going along with that, if you don't give 100% and you don't give more than what you think you can give, you're going to regret it. And there's probably times now that you have already regretted not doing something 100%. Maybe it was in a game you didn't do, you didn't back check 100% and your guy ended up scoring a goal-ahead goal. Um, an example for me, and this is kind of not going to get real deep, but I did, uh, I did have a really good work ethic when I was young. I think my old man will um, speak on my behalf about that. But when I got to the program, the NTDP, um, I kind of got complacent. I kind of got satisfied that, you know, that was a huge goal in my life and kind of st- took a step back and didn't soak it in, but just let it be like, yeah, um, I finally made it. But I should have realized then and there that I made it. Now I got to give more. Not saying that I didn't do it, but I, I, know, I know looking back now that I could have given up or given so much more than what I did. Even when I was tired, we had this military prison guard type guy named Kirk Hewlett that would make us box each other. And I know a lot of the times I was tired and I was fatigued and tired and I wanted to give up. And through that, even if he yelled at you, I, I, was, I was wanting to give up. But now looking back at it, I should have just battled through it. Because there's almost like a sense of accomplishment, a sense of self-righteousness like that when you do something and you battle through it, don't you just feel good afterwards? Like, man... Say you're, say you're running up uh, like a hill or a mountain and halfway you can't run anymore and you're just gassed and you're just huffing and puffing. But once you get to that top and you look down, how good is that feeling? That's basically the saying, that's what I'm trying to get at is saying you'll regret it if you don't do it. When you get up to the top of that hill, everything in the world is just bliss and perfect. But if you're halfway up and then you stop and turn around, there's still a sense of accomplishment, but there's no way, no nowhere near close of how good it feels than what you would have been if you were at the top of that mountain. The way I look at it now, um, I mean, I've gotten older, this and that, a little more experience, but um, kind of the way I go through things about my work ethic and giving Everything I have is at that moment, at that time, whatever you're doing, mainly for me, it's going to be hockey um, just because that's basically 
75% of my life. At that moment, at that time, everything I got, I'm going to put into it because guess what? After I do and after that game is done, after that practice, after that workout, whatever it may be, I can recover. I have time to sit back, relax, reflect, and just think. But that's my recovery time and recovery standpoint for that. Whatever you do, you have time to recover. You have time to reflect. So why not put all your will, all your power, everything you have into whatever you need to do 100%, even more at that time? Because the period after, that's when you can finally step back and look and just think. For guys that are listening to this for tryouts, for even your daily life, schoolwork, that first day, the second day, every single day is so crucial. And it's, it's a tryout, right? So you got to perform well, compete, and be consistent every single day. If your tryout's a week long, bust your balls for a week straight as hard as you can. After that, that's when you relax. You might start be getting tired, but hey, you can always give more. You can always give that extra percent that you need. Those tryouts are going to be so crucial in your life that if you give two days work and then three days half-ass, that's not going to do you any good. Why not give all five days? Second topic overall that I want to just kind of go over and talk about a little bit is just preparation. Um, doing little things throughout the day, just fulfilling, accomplishing, and completing little tasks. Um, first task um, that I think about that I, I heard and I learned um, is just waking up every morning. Uh, in college, I was really bad. I was a night owl. I'd stay up so late. I even have time, times now that I still do it, but for all of you that kind of stay up later, try to go to bed early, even if it's at 10.30. That's like the kind of time I set for myself. 10.30 is a great time to go to bed. You can wake up at 7 and get enough sleep. You can wake up at 6 and get enough sleep. Um, but if you're spending, up, spending your time up all night, then you're just ruining the next day. But every day you got to think about it as a win, waking up and getting out of bed on time correctly. Um, and start your, th- start your mornings with uh, small tasks. Um, I've read, read or learned a lot about med- meditation. I don't do it so much because I like more listening to the podcasts or um, putting, putting a pot of coffee on, having a cup of joe, and maybe listening to some like folk music or like Mumford and Sons, for example. I, I think that's so calming and relaxing. And either sitting outside or just doing that and doing a crossword or, or Sudoku. That's just kind of how I start my mornings because it makes me feel good. And it's small, the small task that I like doing every day that is uh, making me feel good. Um, another th- uh, second thing for preparation is always be on time. Um, there's one thing about Duluth that I really enjoyed and I liked, uh, the way coach Sandlin did everything was, I mean, he always said five minutes early, but heck, we'd all show 15 minutes, show up 15 minutes early to everything because you know what, 
if you're if you're five minutes the way we said it is if you're five minutes early you're 15 minutes late so always show up on time be on time it it goes a long way for first impressions it goes a long way for just being prepared um showing up uh on time knowing what you're going to do even showing up when you show up early then you have a sense of your surrounding and your environment of what you're going to expect uh what you need to do you when you show up on time for classes early or tryouts early and you get to the front, that, that, that looks really good. So being on time is really crucial. And the last little thing is attention to detail. Attention to detail is massive when you think about it. The smallest details go the longest ways. Uh, for hockey, having your stick on the ice, stick on the, in the right position all, at all times. Uh, if you're at, if you have a job a, a, or a desk job in a corporate office, if your desk is dirty and you have shit everywhere, that doesn't look good at all. Have it nice, um, neat, and tidy. Just going on with that attention to detail. There's this documentary I watched over the summer. It was a uh, like uh, it was Hell Week for the Navy SEALs, and it, it's incredible what those guys go through kind of back, going back a little bit on the work ethic uh, and not, like, giving up and always giving up um, more than what you can. Those guys had to stay up for, like, 72 hours straight with only two hours of sleep. So some point in the documentary, there's a guy standing straight up in formation, starting to fall asleep, and the drill sergeant or whatever just starts coming in front of him and starts yelling and just ripping into him. But it's like, geez, man, the, the things that they put their body through and the commitment they have to becoming a Navy SEAL and the things they're committed to be doing or going through to become a Navy SEAL is remarkable. But back to the attention to detail, there was uh, the part of this documentary. So they got to hold up this log and... Um, switch it from like shoulder to shoulder, shoulder to shoulder and do like squats with it because it implements teamwork, everybody having to pull the same weight of holding this log up and um, doing their, their, their job so another guy's not uh, carrying more weight. And the beginning of uh, this thing, the drill sergeant just, he says, run around that truck and come back. So three, three of the four groups of six SEALs, three of the groups grab their log and start running. And one of the groups just runs without the log. So three of the groups are running and it's, they're making it tougher on themselves because attention to detail. The drill sergeant never said that you had to carry the log with you. So when the groups got back and obviously the group without the log got back first, and they're standing there, and then the other three groups come back, the drill sergeant yells out to the group um, without the log, like, why'd you run without the log? And the captain or whatever you call it says straight up was like, you never said to run with the log, sir. And he's like, correct, attention to detail. And then he, the drill sergeant made the, made the other three groups run with the log even further because small attention to detail, something like that. Um, you got to pay attention. 
and especially for those guys, uh, what they're doing is the smallest of details, you know, can cost their life um, or the life, lives of their uh, comrades or partners or whatever. So, you know, preparing is so big, even if it's for like a little test. I I wasn't great at it in college, but hey, I passed. <laughs> so, next topic, uh, I'm going to just get into a little bit here. Um, the last one, uh, kind of wrapping the what I wanted to talk about, um, is just taking time out of your weeks, out of your months, and more specifically, out of your day, just to do stuff for yourself. So like what I said a little bit earlier in the podcast was that when you wake up, do a little bit of accomplishments that you can meditate, you can um, read or what, and then I said what I did was listen to podcasts and having a, cu- a cup of coffee. Um, taking self-time, um, doing what makes you happy um, and necessarily, not alone, you can make it alone, but if you if you choose to socialize and do stuff like that, then sure. But I think meditation is really good. Cooking is a great way to uh, take and just flush out the real world. Um, you focus on small measurements and doing everything to make a good meal, and it just uh, I've heard from a lot of people it's really relaxing, and I also think it's relaxing too. Um, cleaning up is the shitty part about it, but everybody has to do it. Even if you just throw it in the dishwasher, you gotta rinse stuff off. But uh, exercise is another thing. It's great, even if it's just for a walk outside. I highly suggest walking outside preferably more in the nature. I think it's more uh, soothing to, you know, listen just to the wind brushing through trees or if you're by a, a river or a lake, just listening to that, the, the sounds of nature instead of walking down in a city or walking on a treadmill in a gym. I mean, if that's what you prefer, then I, I suggest doing it. But I think outside being being one with nature is a lot more um, self-medicating than putting yourself back into a busy environment of gyms and cities. And then one thing that I've started to do and I'm trying to do more and more is read. Um, the Every year when I go to Europe, um, I always bring two books with me. The one is the Bible. Um, I won't get into any of that because I, I don't really want to... We can't talk about religious things, but I know some people may not be religious, and uh, I am religious, but I'm not always 100% perfect and Christian about it, I will admit. I, I try to get better and better, but, you know, I'm, I'm human. Uh, God, God respects me for who I am, and if I sin, I will um, apologize and ask for forgiveness, but I'm not perfect, and I know He knows that, so... Uh, the second book is What on Earth Am I Here For? It is uh, written by Rick Warren, um, and it's The Purpose Driven Life. Um, I highly suggest it. Uh, it's it's basically you read a chapter a day, and it's like um, 
kind of like five to ten pages long for a chapter. Um, but it just goes on to like little self things about what, what, what's the purpose of living or what, what can you do to find um, in yourself that's going to make you live a righteous and a strong, fulfilling life. If you're kind of lost in the world, but not necessarily like really lost, but if you're kind of searching for why you want to um, get to a, a point in your life or a stepping stone to be the best human possible, and you, you, if that means friend, husband, wife, or, or you know, job, boss, hockey player, anything. Um, this book is very good at uh, helping you just kind of find what what on earth you're you're looking for and what you want to uh, do with your life and how you can go at helping achieve those goals. Um, so again, what am I? What on earth am I here for? By Rick Warren, the Purpose Driven Life. Good book. Highly suggest it. Um, other than that, I think uh, that wraps up for the things I kind of wanted to talk to t- today, talk today about a little bit. Um, I know some of it may kind of been um, like a broken record, but it's like I said, it's my first podcast. Kind of bear with me. Uh, I think I'll get better and better as time goes on. But I hope I hope you enjoyed that, and you maybe learned something. And um, if not, you just listened and maybe. If you want to implement some of the stuff I, I said today in your life, that would be awesome. Let me know how, how you do and or what you thought about it, like I said earlier, with the feedback. Um, every day I kind of just, uh, what do you call it, not browse, but uh, look look for things to talk about on the podcast to end it up with. Uh, and you guys can send me stuff that I you, you want me to talk about or things that I can... Um, just put in at the end. Uh, one of the th- thought things I thought about that would just be fun for closing out podcasts is like facts of the day of what happened on the day I'm recording this. So today is August 19th, great number. Um, and things that happened today, which um, is kind of funny that I'm in Germany. Uh, the first one that I written down and found out was... Uh, Hitler was voted for by 38 million people to be the officer, oh, sorry, official president of Heidenberg. So that's a kind of interesting thing. And then another one I found was uh, the first ever balloon flight to exceed 100,000 feet took off in Crosby, Minnesota. No idea where Crosby, Minnesota is, but that'd be cool kind of to implement implement something from Minnesota into there. Uh, they might not be the coolest of facts, but hey, there's something, right? Uh, yeah, it's a, so just a little bit more uh, in Germany here, uh, city of Dagendorf. It's beautiful. It's been beautiful out uh, right now. Uh, nice weather. Very nice city. Right by the Bavarian Forest. If you have a chance, look that up. It's really cool. Um, Say so one thing is, everybody says it, but I can now attest 
for it. The beer is unbelievable. It's it literally is so smooth. It tastes like water. Um, I've tried like three or four different kinds now. I'm not saying I'm an alcoholic or drinking all the time, but a beer a day keeps the doctor away, right? No. Huh. But yeah, it's uh the beer's good. Oh. Um it's a different culture here, but it's fun. Uh my apartment is unreal. I like it a lot. Uh we had a little bit of team bonding the other day. Uh we did a paintball thing. Uh and uh there's a guy on my team that is an absolute machine. And when I say machine, he has he he has the highest pain tolerance I've ever seen. We were playing paintball in a small quarters, so it was indoors. And we weren't playing the normal rules of if you get hit, you go out. We did the first game, but that was kind of stupid because um, you like to stay in and make it last. So uh, that's what she said. But uh, this guy, he would literally just walk up in the middle, middle through the field or the course or whatever and take 10 bolts at a time. Yo, you should have seen his his body afterwards. It looked like looked like he was a a shooting target at a shooting range, because he had so many welts and those little circles that the paintballs hit. But talk about fearless! That was crazy. And he's a big boy. He's six four, two fifteen, just all German meat made of sausage and beer. Good guy. All my teammates are great so far this year. So uh, it's gonna be a good season. I'm looking forward to it. <clears throat> this episode believe it or not is actually sponsored um it is sponsored by never peak products if you're looking for good athletic apparel to wear when you're working out or just everyday comfy type clothes walk in around the house that stuff um check out and shop at never peak products um, they're owned by Gabe Malinsky, great guy with a, obviously a great product. He's very, very helpful. If you ever need any questions, I'm sure you can get a hold of him. But make sure if you do listen to this, at least just go over there, go on the website. Um, that's Never Peak Products and just give it a ch- check it out. It's, it's, it's definitely worth it. I got some stuff. I got some shorts, uh, shirt. Uh, the hats are unreal. So uh, definitely give it a look. Yeah, I think I'm going to wrap it up here with that. It's been, I, th- I think, a, a pretty good first podcast. Uh, I don't really know how to wrap these things up, but hopefully you guys all enjoyed this as much as I did. And hopefully um, we can continue forward and have an- another good uh, episodes um, continue on from this. So uh, thanks for listening, tuning, listening, um, learning, and giving feedback after this. Uh, Have a great one, guys. Thank you.